Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Today. Can't stop snapping. We have the OTA, my friends. Major changes. A lot of cards that are mainstays in the current meta getting moved to more expensive, but also more powerful. Really awesome thought around those. We also had Proxima Midnight release completing the Black Order set in the game. And we're going to be continuing our tier list. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss a single moment of this episode. Brad, Proxima Midnight. We initially, I think, called her being better than Corvus Glaive. Where do you think they're falling now that we've seen them in action? So I think Corvus Glaive is running out of steam a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. like he's he's not as impactful as he was that first week. But that, that typically happens, right, when it comes to uh, when it comes to new cards. Uh, they usually get played a lot and then people are like, oh, my God, this is broken. This is broken. And then it kind of settles. I think yeah. they're around the same card. Um, they're pretty, I, but I think I do give the edge to Proxima Midnight simply because she did for the destroy. Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, discard deck, like the typical Modoc Apoc kind of thing. What yeah. Corvus wishes he could. Now, I will say, Proxima is really good in the very traditional, just running Apoc, Morbius, um, all that stuff, right? Um, yes. Where corvus is better in the version that's doing a bit more with uh what's it called uh like collector and like the new um helicarrier stuff like that that's where corvus shines a bit better because you want to be able to get the extra energy to make use of like the random cards you're getting i think that's also some card generation right yeah right so there they go in different decks now you could put proxima in that deck of course right but um and she'll probably still be pretty good in that version with corvus and all that but I think she's honestly brought back some consistency to the regular discard list, like just running her over Wolverine or even both in some instances. Because um, the amount of people I've gone against that are running this deck, and I'm just like, how do you have these cards every single time? How do you yeah. have them every single time? It's it's insane. It's really good. No, I think that it has. It's elevated the deck. I don't think the deck is meta, at least not yet, um, but she definitely improved it. And it's one of those where, like, if you've got Gambit, you're kind of in with a prayer in any given matchup, except against Destroy. But uh, <laughs> it's it's really fun to be able to play. And I had, like, just, you know, a value discard deck that was running Proxima that I took Proving Grounds to Gold 3. I lost in a Heartbreaker. But I think that is kind of case in point. It proves that the deck can go the distance, especially when you're sharp on what your what your win conditions are, when you snap, when you retreat. Um definitely having proxima is it is a high impact on snapping or retreating so these are corvus's stats we're looking at 0.09 average cubes per gain game win weight uh, win boy when we should have done this one win <laughs> weight of 51 percent popularity 8.3 percent so that's the hot new card showing through and as always this is based on the last 30 days ranks 80 to 100 plus and 6,000 plus collection level uh, so let's look at Proxima. Hopefully, I can see her quickly on this list. Yeah, if nope. we have enough data we're on we're her. We're type her. It's also one of those that's interesting <clears throat> to evaluate because at the end of the season, and especially leading into the next season, I think a, a lot of people pass on the cards just because the data mine cards are right on the horizon. You know what I mean? Right. And it's Pixie. <laughs> that's the other thing, is it's Pixie coming out next. So people have their caches stacked. 
And we're looking at pretty much the same card here. It's funny. The husband and wife are pretty much identical in terms of their cubes, uh, win rates, all that. Her win rate's just above Corvus's at a slightly less popularity at 1.5. Makes sense, though. Corvus is has a bit more, uh, is a bit more um, application to other decks. She's very straight up like in one or two decks. And yeah. Corvus is more exciting, I think. So more, slightly more people will pick them up or pick him up over her. Uh, but at least half the people that picked up Corvus probably want Proxima. And just a uh, point oh seven. Look, look at this, 007 over here. It's, it's cool. I am fascinated by this idea of a Moon Girl discard. Mm -hmm. Two Proximas into a Modoc feels like it would pop off. And it's a clean card right. four into five. Especially with a targeted discard early in the game to cultivate the hand size down into a manageable level. So you're looking at like two Wolverines, two Proximas, right. and heck, APOC, or even Swarm. Like if a Moon Girl copies Swarm, Modoc still hits two Swarms and they all become right. free, my friends. They all become free. It's very greedy. Moon Girl decks have always just been super greedy. Um, but there might be a little more to Proxima that we haven't unlocked yet. Yeah, I think there's a. I've been interested in that idea. I've tried the hand buff idea with like you did? Um, okay. Okay. Nakia and things like that. Uh, it just can't keep up, you know? Like you'd rather and, just be yeah. playing like the bigger stuff. Right. Um, it's cute. It, it wins when it can, but it's kind of like the whole, like it reminds me of the Jun deck that's running like uh, Black Black Bolt, uh, Stature, and like Doctor Doom and stuff like that. And then just like Miss Marvel with Zabu. Sure. And it's like, sure, you can win games, but on average when your your best high roll versus your opponent's best high roll on average you lose it's kind of how yeah. that, that deck those kind of decks feel the deck that i found the most success with had both uh silver samurai and gambit in it so you had a little bit of interaction with the opponent and then just these free stats on your side and wolverine and proxima and it, it ended up playing in a really fun way so Gotta right. keep on looking to refine it, but then again, there's always exciting new stuff to to play out. And I think this is a great segue into our balance changes, where we're looking at an America Chavez, a hand buff change. Brad, new America Chavez, going from a two three to a one two, same ability, giving the top card of your deck plus two power. Is she going to unlock anything in this archetype that you're so fond of? In which archetype? Hand buff. Oh no. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, pretty it's easily, not enough. no. Not enough. Um, Makes her way easier to fit in, though. No, you're right. You're right. And, like, I I, I played her in um, today on stream. I played the classic um, Brood Forge Absman, like, Patriot list. Nice. And with Howard and Iron Lad in the list as well. The she what? Felt, Howard? <laughs> she felt really good uh, in okay, that list. Okay. Uh, I would look at my top, top card and be like, oh, cool. We're hitting an Iron Lad. All right. Draw him. Look at Iron. Uh, look at Howard. Oh, Mr. Sinister's there. I just get two four tens. Uh, or, uh, Why well, not? I was on Carmitage because he was a four six with a four oh, eight four wow. ten. Gosh. Um, so you, you can do some some fun stuff. I think she's pretty good. I think she can be in a lot of decks. But now, finally, there's a reason to play Howard if you wanted to to have the ability to have like Iron Lad at Chavez. I just wish there was like one more card that cared about like the top of your deck i know jubilee does but yeah, jubilee doesn't not jubilee but like in those decks like i guess if you take the core of chavez um jubilee iron lad and howard right initially my brain's like you want brood you want those things like right 
So I don't feel like Jubilee fits in those because then you're already tied in board space and pulling out a yeah. brood or whatever Jubilee feels bad. Um, maybe no, exactly. Living Tribunal could be fine in this kind of show. Like these four cards. Is there a world where, like, how would you balance a gladiator that's hitting your top card? You know what I mean? Oh, like it, you can destroy it if it's lower? Yeah, some, some criteria of it stays if it's within a certain match to the stats, but it's destroyed otherwise. I don't think you can even make that card. No? Because the problem is, is like in destroy decks specifically that want to have things destroyed, um, it'd be like to balance it against those kind of decks, you'd have to make him lower in power, right? So oh, yeah. it'd have to be like a three. But then you're still hitting Bucky, you're still hitting Wolver- uh, uh, Wolverine, you're still hitting uh, Deadpool on his first uh, couple hits without any no, I extra feel buffs. Like if the card's too big from your own deck, it gets destroyed, and then the little ones stay. It'd still be like probably yeah, too good at hitting your own deck. If it's too small, then it's just another Jubilee that gives you yeah. a free card. Sure. So that's see what I mean. Like they're like on one hand, you're giving us a better Jubilee. On another hand, you're giving us a great tech for destroy. So I feel like yeah. if you can't balance it one way or the other in either direction without making the other polar opposite inherently broken. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, so, I guess like Pixie might care so you know what's in the deck and you're about to draw for when you play her, but probably not. You just probably play Pixie as soon as you can. Yeah. Every time. Now, fascinating with, um, I know I'm jumping around a lot, but with a Pixie deck yeah. or a Mr. Negative deck or a number of these other decks, getting extra cards into your hand, uh, like Destroy loves getting extra card draw. They have altered the fundamental OG card draw card, Adam Warlock, from 2-0, unplayable, to 5-4, also unplayable, question mark? I don't like this change. What do you think? So... It's not good. Okay, yeah. I think it's slightly, slightly better than the 2-0 version. But really? I think they're, they're going to end up changing it again. Well, I hope um, so. I do hope so. But it just feels like almost disrespectful. They made him three points more expensive and only mm-hmm. four points of power better. I expect a much higher retur- return on three energy. <laughs> than it's, four power it's because they're terrified of the draw well yeah but moving him to a five cost like already puts distance between him um being run in a lot of the decks that are trying to assemble these wombo combos like living tribunal needs to play something effective for the combo on five destroy needs to be destroying stuff on five um well i think these we need to kind of remember this is probably a card you want to play with magic and wave right so I didn't test that today. I didn't see anyone else testing that. What I yeah. did see is a lot of people immediately saying, how could you second dinner? How could you remove this card, this beloved? It was actually even really good as a 2-0. Do you, many, <laughs> do you, do you know how people I saw be like, I used to love playing Bast into this and it would catch people off guard and it was so good. I won so many games. Yep. The okay, this is from Glenn himself. 1% of this the is player from Glenn base. himself. Okay. Adam Warlock yep. as a 2-0. Mm-hmm had a worse win percentage than yep. Agatha. Okay. Oh, no. 
Let me say that again. That's crazy. Adam Warlock in his original state as a 2-0 from Glenn Jones himself, the head game designer of the entirety of Marvel Snap, had a worse win percentage than Agatha. Now, <laughs> if you look at the other cards that have Are there, a I worse would look, did he percentage... Add, did he respond if there's any other cards in that category? If we look at Untapped, there are. But you know what okay. they are? They're cards that are played in Agatha. In Agatha. Fair. Okay. And of course, the the six fourteen sometimes when played wins you more often games on her own back than uh, Quicksilver or Domino. Yeah, yeah, right. That's um, brutal. Those yeah, Adam Warlock win rates. Adam Warlock desperately needs a change, and I think that it needs to divorce him from the draw effect. I don't even find that particularly thematic to his character. I don't. Either. So I'm not going to be sad to see it go. Well. It's thematic in the sense that Adam Warlock is the supremely powerful character, right? One of the most okay. powerful characters in Marvel. Yeah. Um, and you're getting the most powerful effect in Marvel Snap. So or maybe most that's, card games. Is card draw. Yeah, in most card games, yeah. But especially Marvel Snap based on the size of the deck. But I agree. Just rework them. Make them a different card entirely. Make them interesting. Give people a reason to run this card. It's a beloved character, whether you're a fan of the MCU version. Um most people aren't because they were kind of they yeah. underutilized him a little bit. Nah. I liked I liked him in in the small doses I was given, but you know, for the, I wish sure. I had more. Uh, and he so they didn't quite weird. butcher him as bad as. Te- what do you think they've done the the worst? This is such a tangent. The worst justice to, or the most injustice to, is it the Taskmaster MCU version? Is that the worst? Um, no, because like it's okay. Let, let me backtrack. The Kingpin. Quick. They did Kingpin pretty dirty. Did they? Kingpin was like a... In the MCU echo? official, the Fox, like the earlier shows, I know he was pretty cool. No, no, no. Like, but, like in the in the shows, like Daredevil, Echo. Yeah. Well, we haven't yeah, that, had... So I'm not talking about the Daredevil show. I know Daredevil shows where he cut his teeth. In Echo, I feel like, not it's great. The same, it's the same guy. Yeah, but I feel they're, like he's written they're worse. They're both MCU. I just feel like he's written words. I guess they've technically acquired it. No, they didn't acquire it. They already owned it. Gotcha. The Daredevil show with Charlie Cox was originally an MCU show. It was, it was always, the Hell's, but... it was the Hell's Kitchen uh, shows. Uh, mm-hmm. Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Daredevil, um, uh, Luke Cage, and then Punisher were the five shows that took gotcha. place in Hell's Kitchen. Somehow, I never connected them to MCU because they. They wanted them to be like isolated and almost not be canon, but were like they they wanted the so because it was the earliest form of MCU's like dipping into TV because they're yeah. also all Netflix originals as well. They wanted to give make them as isolated uh, within themselves as possible, crossover with each other, right? So you had the um, the Defenders was a show that came out as well that featured all four, right? Um, and some conversation of things that happened within the movies and stuff, but not a lot, uh, like the Battle of New York and stuff like that was mentioned. Right. Uh, but be- but again, because they were uh, so new comparatively just to the, this was before Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff like that came out as well on like basic cable. Um, they wanted to just kind of keep it far enough away where I don't really think about the rest of the MCU, just in case it failed. It gave them a backup option. They could later just be like, oh yeah, that's not canon. Because it was so poor sure. and so badly received, um, but it is, it is, I promise. So, I mean, I guess they probably did the Kang the dirtiest. So, 
I don't think I'm trying to think of like when I think of a character that was done the dirtiest, I think of um, someone that they tried to maintain the original essence of the comic book counterpart. Yeah. But failed miserably at doing so. A great right. example would be the current Avatar show on Netflix right now. Try to take the the cartoon and like bring it up to the better medium that is uh, live action. Uh, There's a lot of air quotes happening if you're listening, chat. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and rather than embracing the source material as a beautiful thing, like for example, Sokka not being a sexist guy at the beginning, and they're like, "Yeah, we're just going to skip past that." I'm like, "That's a huge. That's a huge part of his character growth." Or a great example is the Agni Kai that Zuko gets his scar from his father. He fights back in the anime or in the uh, in the live action. Where in the animated, he's on his knees crying, saying, "I won't fight you, father. I won't fight you." That was the big part of. He wasn't amazing. He oh my goodness! Hey, that's what happened to his eye the, from the yeah, Agni Kai. Exactly. <laughs> he wasn't. Up. He wasn't banished because he disrespected his father in the um, in the general's chambers or, or the, uh, the the throne chamber. It was because right. he refused to fight him, disrespected him during the Agni Kai. That's why he was yeah, banished. It, it hits different. But if you were yeah. to wrap it into the MCU, do you have a pick? I can't think of one because I think of Taskmaster really? as just being a mid-character that's okay. okay. And honestly, every rendition of Taskmaster in any medium outside of comics have sucked. All of okay. them. Like, did you play the Avengers game? No. Taskmaster sucked in that too. Oof. Um, Ghost is one that I maybe could think of, but at least they give Ghost an interesting backstory, sort of, um, when okay. it came to the MCU. I can't think of like a... I, I guess, is it... Is it leader? <laughs> it has to be leader, right? From the barely, uh, the Hulk movie. Barely there. Barely there, and just maybe made so. him goofy. Yeah. Like it was just like straight up, just like oh, we're baiting you for the next movie, and then you'll never see him again. Again, man. Yeah, and I don't think that you're gonna see too much of Adam Warlock here. I think we're still, I mean, this is another one of those changes, just like 2099, the developers call it out, that they're thinking about full reworks. And in the meantime, they're just trying different stats to see if they can get the current ability to do anything. It also gives them a realm of um, context where sure. when they see the data that comes back from being a 5-4, they can see the slight changes of like where he's being played, what, like, like if they can get an idea of where people are trying to get him to work and they see something that's promising that he's upticking a little bit, then they can give themselves a proper realm of like, okay, well, how do we help him in these archetypes where people are playing in the most even further without making him broken? Like it gives them that, right. that little bit of reach. I don't mind them trying this. I, I know it looks weird. I know it looks bad. This is going to end up being still a bad card, but I think it's going to be slightly better enough to provide them more context to where they can further place him down later, but they can't play, make him a four cost because Zabu is a menace. Yeah. So that's kind of a common theme right now. They've also shifted Hawk from dark Hawk from four zero into a five four. This is a very respectful change. Clearly they Correct. want Hawk to still be incredibly powerful. They're actually buffing him up in one cost, up in four power, because they know they're breaking off the synergy of Zabu and Renslayer simultaneously. Yep. And they still want his deck to be able to stand up without those energy discounts that previously had been, honestly, the backbone. The backbone was like equal parts Zabu and Hawk. 
and now he's like man he hits like devil dino or um ronin especially if you give him a little bit of support if you don't give him any support he's a five ten ish because normally you have three cards in deck and so plus the four base power you're looking at a beefy lad just like good enough to run as a five cost in a lot of different situations yeah i i, I tried him in the what i think is the best Darkhawk deck there is which is the Annihilus Sentry version. I thought that was that's always been the best one because it gives you the best, you know, ease of uh, transitioning from plan A to plan B and vice versa. Yeah. Because they're just so consistent in that regard. And this, I think, makes that deck either the same in terms of power level or even better. You could play the exact same version that runs Zabu and you still have three uh, four drops in Miss Marvel, Shang-Chi, and Iron Lad. That's enough of a reason, in my opinion, to still run... Oh, and Sentry, that's right. Um, so no, you don't run... I don't think you run... It's just Sentry, uh, Shang-Chi, and Iron Lad. Sorry, no Miss Marvel in that one. But yeah. three is still enough, in my opinion, to run Zabu. I think that's the minimum. You want three okay. cards to reduce. Sure. Now, you can go turn one, Hood. Turn two, Zabu. Yep. Turn three, or if you don't want to play Zabu, by the way, you can cut him and just run Medusa, uh, Jeff, which I think already runs Jeff. You can just run other, like, just generically powerful two costs, right? Tempo. Yep. Turn three, you can run, uh, you can play uh, Black Widow, right? Yep. Turn four, you can play Sentry. Turn five, you can play either Annihilus or Darkhawk. This now allows you to open up on turn six. You can still play Eliath if you're winning enough in the other lanes, right? And you want to throw the right lane if you're playing Sentry on four. Sure. You can... Uh, still play your other half being, if you play Darkhawk, you can play Annihilus to still send over that Sentry or at least destroy it, uh, or the Void. And then you can also play that Demon that you played on the Hood earlier, or if you're playing Darkhawk and you played Annihilus on 5, you can play Darkhawk uh, Korg on 6. So, the curve is still... Hawk Demon also really good. In Hawk Demon, right. You still can easily make the deck work and it feels fine. And it's still going to be good. And on top of that, if you whiff on Korg, if you whiff on Rockslide, right? Usually that's like, oh my God, my Darkhawk, he's a 4-6. That's so yeah, right. bad. Now he's a 5-10 yeah. on average right. for an average game. That's fine. It's honestly just fine. Like that's that's like right around what you want for a 5 cost, like the kind of bare minimum. Um Actually, not even bare minimum. That's a great set. Like five nine is what you typically want. A five ten is just like cool. If I have a five ten right. devil dino, for example, I'm like, all right, that's cool. That's good enough. Like this, I don't think this does anything except further separate Zabu decks and Darkhawk decks. Like you can yeah, still I'm run. I'm gonna them be together, interested but... to see if a good card or like uh, you know the kind of attack the opponent's hand deck comes around with the rock gameplay uh like another synergy with that i guess one of the synergies has often been like ronin but the problem with ronin is then you have the mix-up of you don't want them drawing from the deck but yeah ronin i think that's still such draw, a so. bad idea and you don't want to yeah. run black widow because that actually just makes ronin worse because it gives them one less card to draw but a free yep. card to play so one less card they can have in their hand 
Right. So we'll see if he develops <clears throat> another partner or if it's just like, you know, a mix of control and location interaction, but he still seems totally fine. We have a couple other small changes we can rattle off, and then I have two kind of bigger and more interesting ones to hit. Let's do Forge first. Forge is now we'll at 2-2 two, two right plus okay. 2. Uh, so he's back to his original stat line, almost. He's back to the original plan they had back when he was a 2-1. They Initially, right. before they did the 2-1 plus 3, they're like, we thought about just doing the 2-2 two, two plus 2, um, and here we are. Look at that. We're full circle, baby. We're back. Uh, he's okay. It's, yeah. I mean, destroy probably still gonna love him. Um, I think these number might of cut other, him. really? Yeah, I think if you're gonna run a two cost that buffs Deadpool, it's just Hulkbuster now. Yeah, I mean Hulkbuster always get already gets the job done. So you think this opens up Bucky in the deck instead? Maybe. Uh, let's see. Like maybe or you could... Angel. Nope. I think. But think about it. It's a one cost. It's one it to is one. A one cost. You know, this is one cost. America Chavez. You could run that it's if you wanted true. to. Um, but yeah, maybe you go back to Bucky. I don't know. Like, what's another destroy card that doesn't see play? Like, does well, the Sabertooth destroy... is too expensive? Destroy doesn't really have a Swordmaster, does it? Like, just a bad card that does, that's kind of well behind that's Bucky. I guess it's Bucky, it's Angel, it's Sabretooth. <clears throat> like those are your synergies. Yeah, but you don't want to run Sabretooth because you don't want to introduce another three, especially when you're doing no. Venom and Deathlock, um, and Killmonger for that matter. Um, yeah. But I mean, you just play Hulkbuster because most lists don't play Hulkbuster anymore. They just they played Forge and they cut the Hulkbuster to kind of go more in. Now you just drop the Forge for Hulkbuster. My deck still has both, so we'll see what I do. I'll, I'll I enjoy think, having the I extra slot. I think the slot. average deck has been... Let me just look. <laughs> you could also just like run Shang. I have some this, other control card. This, uh, I think Shang is so good in Destroy. I think you should yeah. be running. No, it's totally fine. Uh, so let me delete that. Destroy. So this is the average deck. Okay, this one Okay, this one does have Hulkbuster and Forge. Mine yeah. has, mine's missing one of these. It's missing Hulkbuster. What am I running instead? Yeah. I'm running Shang, this, probably. this, and this. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm I running Lady Shang. Deathstrike. You I'm could bring in Lady Deathstrike, but unfortunately yeah. like her price point is higher. But it does open up the slot. It's like a, a flexibility to get in there. Where's Especially my if we see Lady Deathstrike. Yes, if four, only, four? if only. Four, four? Now it's interesting because in our next change, one of the most common Lady Deathstrike targets is now no longer a target. Lockjaw from a 3-2 up to a 4-5. This is a huge shift for the card because at 3-2. You know, you had the extra three turns to be able to fill the entire location one at a time. At a four cost, you're only going to be able to cycle in two new cards. So you're right. getting less return on him, but he is more powerful himself. Obviously, if you're extending the game with magic, you can still complete the, the location. But it's a very interesting power shift. I don't mind it. It, it kind of keeps Helen Thanos in check for abusing the good yeah. boy here. Right. What bothers me is the stray bullet that classic lockjaw with thor beta ray bill and jane foster just caught because before right. you can at least go you know either thor or lockjaw um on three and then like you kind of wanted to have beta on four and then like play jane on five and then just dump your whatever onto lockjaw I guess you still right. can, but now you're just sacrificing beta instead of Thor. I think beta is a little bit better on average. 
Um, I don't know. It's just a little weird, a little, little goofy feeling because especially now, um, I don't know. It's weird. Cause maybe you, well, now he's almost Gene. better as your turn six play, right? He's five power. Turn right. six is yeah, yeah. Turn lockjaw six, plus, lockjaw plus Mjolnir. Right. And then you have a two cost of choice plus um, Stormbreaker. So if you have perfect draw, it's still fine. <laughs> if not, because you don't have that flexibility of Thor or Lockjaw on three, it has to be you find Thor on three. That I think is going to hurt the deck. So I, I do think it is a it's a nerf to that version of the list. We'll see how well it recovers. That deck has not been too much in the meta overall, so I'm not too sad about it. I four or five is kind of crazy to me if you think it's about a great it. Stat line, man. Right. Plus one cost, plus three power. Yeah, I was. I'm a little surprised by that. I thought maybe like a four three, four four, but like a four yeah. five feels like just fine. It, it may it makes your whiffs feel way less hurtful. I think. Well, yeah, and it's it's an extra slap at Adam Warlock who <laughs> went up three in cost and four in power versus Lockjaw, one in cost, three in power. It's like, what are they doing? Hey, don't worry, Ted. You got a great curve. You can go Lockjaw yeah, on four yeah. and, Iron, uh, and and uh, Adam Warlock on five <laughs> on the Lockjaw, hoping you get exactly. something better. So, exactly. Cycle it around, baby. All uh, right, next up, Ant-Man. This yeah. one was shocking because I kind right. of like Ant-Man in his old form, and now I just got a little bit better. I guess what they're looking at is the Titania and the Martyr, like the premium stat line for a one cost yeah, now is but five. Like those have genuine cost to them as a one five. And now why on earth would you run those over Ant-Man now? Like I said, like it's is this, it the is it genuine that much cost of, is having to fill your location, is but it though, your zoo deck is capable of doing it and more. Oh yeah, in Zoo in particular, you're just like, oh yeah, I get to run three one fives now. Cool, this yeah. is fun. Oh, and that's not even counting when you hit him with Valkyrie, by the way. Let's go. That's the big thing. Is this is plus one four seven. on top of whatever you buffed his stats, either Bast or Valk. Yeah. Man, that is a pumping card. Uh, makes me want to uh, go back to the uh, old classic Destroyer with Ant Man armor and Elaine, Cosmo stuff like that. It's gonna that's be bad. The other thing, but... Onslaught with an Ant Man, right? You could. There's a world where like. Um, well, I, that's what my Destroyer deck is right now. I told you I have Omega Mojo, Omega Warm, Red Ant Man Onslaught. Yeah. Get that double slap going. Yeah. Again, that's what my Destroyer deck is. I have Ant Man Mojo Omega Red. Onslaught and Warpath, like those are like my main targets. Yeah, and like getting, dude, I'm telling you, when you have the, the the extra thing on an Ant Man just for uh, Onslaught already felt good before, so yep. be really happy with it now. It's just, just it's just good. Yep. So we've already covered Chavez. Uh, we covered her first, then we have Swordmaster and Vulture, oh, yeah. both with just tiny touch ups. I think both of them are still bad. Uh, uh, Vulture is keep... better than Swordmaster. Well, yes. But move is still bad. Yes. <laughs> but this is horrible. This yeah. is not. I mean, what it's one of do. these. No, because the untargeted, like the ran, the true random discard, is just not. They they keep trying to make it happen. Hellcow, Swordmaster. Why it's not didn't happening. Moon Knight get a buff? That too. Moon Knight should be a three seven. The, ooh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, give it to no. me. Give me the Moon Knight. <laughs> That's way too much. Way play, too much. But let me play that Moon gorgeous, be a little better. gorgeous uh, Met Gala, Hellfire Gala. 
It is uh, one of the prettiest cards in Snap, that specific version. Yeah. So do you think that there's a world now with Vulture and Dagger that like a move no. package is viable? Still no. I'm standing by my answer, no. Okay. Um, I mean... I accept it. it. It's tough. It's, it's very fun. tough. It's cool. You can move it once. It's under Shang-Chi still. Uh, also, there is a big difference between going from a to a 3-8 to a 3-13 now to a 3-9, 3-15. You know, like that plus two yeah. puts yeah, yeah, yeah. the stacking way higher for Vulture. But just the 3-9, like, ooh, right. that's kind of nice. That is nice, for like, especially if you just go Vulture and then all you're doing is Heimdall later. Um, well, not even Heimdall. I'm thinking like, you know, I have Vulture, I have Dagger, and then I have Iron Fist, and I have um, Ghost, Ghost Spider. Spider. So then Hercules, I can either get two Hercules moves. Hercules can go ham with this. Oh, please don't bring up Hercules. I don't like it. He's a 4-7. <laughs> he has to have yeah. some respect. Okay, how about this, Teddy? Play Zabu in your move deck. Okay. Just to discount Hercules? I, there's not another you four run Shang I want to use. You run Shang-Chi too. <laughs> yeah, and I Omega want to Red. play other better cards. And Omega Red. The move ones. And Omega Red. And the Omega and? Red. The Omega Red would go crazy if you're getting a bunch of moved, uh, you know, tough yeah. guys over there. But... Yeah, and then finish off a Tribunal. <clears throat> no, this is, there's better ways to play Tribunal. <laughs> is there any more fun way to play Tribunal, though? Than... No, there's definitely not. Um, I'll give you that stuff one. around and then slamming. They're like, yeah, they're going to play Heimdall. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just kind of play all my stuff in the in the mid lane because they're going to win the left lane and I'm going to be, be able to win the right lane. And then just like, nope, Tribunal, baby. Yep. I have to say, like, Heimdall's win rate is probably buffed by uh, people running, like, Nick Fury and randomly getting him for eight cube steals rather than actually playing the move deck. Oh, my God. I actually went to the bottom of the page. Hold on. No, that's the bottom of the page is where move is. Uh, I, yeah, it was just so, so, I'm, oh, my God. What? I, I just, it took forever to get to the top. I don't know what's happening. Oh, you want to see the Heimdall deck? You don't want to see the... No, I want to um, see his uh Yeah, his look, win rate. there's no Hercules in the main one. All right, well, he has a 47 oh, no. and a negative cube rate. A Say it a. isn't so. He's so bad. Hold on, hold on. What? Brutal. Okay. Hey, okay, so hold on. Let me look at Heimdall again. I want you to remember yeah. these stat lines, okay? Herc is going to be better. Audience, audience, remember these stat lines. Herc is going to be so much better. Okay. But I want to... Let's play this game, Teddy. Over or okay. under? Spider-Man 2099. Oh. Under. I'm going to say over. I'm trusting okay. that the 5-9 is just better than the 6-9. Poof. Uh, better win rate. We'll take it to the bank. The cubes are lower. Better win rate. <laughs> cube, cube gain is worse. People so, see it coming. They so don't see it a, the high coming. Is it a coming. wash? Yeah, we'll give it a wash. They're they're both very bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, both bottom feeders. What about um? Well, Herc. The thing is that Herc is playing in Phoenix Force, which is like a good shell. Yeah. I think he's dragging that shell down, but it's a good shell. Ugh. Ooh, he dragged Ugh. it down a he's, lot. He's barely better. I didn't realize it was that ugly for him. Okay. It makes me Fastest so sad. time to be buffed of a new release, and it's still abysmal. What Someday about... they'll figure out what to what about do cloak? about move. But uh, and oh my so god, far... cloak is abysmal. What is that? <laughs> Hold on. You play cloak. You if is you there... see someone play cloak oh, against you, you I, should snap. Apparently, if I type in, it was I a type... minus zero point two three cubes. If I type in cloak and I see Agatha, I'm going to scream. I what the. F- 
The most popular is a bad zoo deck. Who made this? What is it's this? The perfect, it's the perfect average cube loss at 0. 0.69. 19.2% nice. <laughs> win rate in 3,300 games played between is this 80 like a, and post-infinite? Is this like, a, um, you know, like an Asian server challenge fad that like popped off or something like we have no clue about? The deck is running Black Cat, guys, with no way to bring it back. And also running Swordmaster just, just because. Sword this is like literally a meme deck that like some content creator was big enough. Like, who can win with this? And the one and to the right is even. Chat played it. These are, look, look how, they're, they're all like the same. Yep. They all have like the same core. It's just like. It's a bad core, chat. It's a bad core. What is going on? We'll have to sleuth on this one. If any of you guys know, you'll have to let us know. But I think we're going to have to pivot into our tier list where hopefully we'll see some hotter cards. Yeah, I was going to go off on a tangent about magic cards and Zabu. Talking about Hogak here. Uh, We'll save that for next week. Zabu is the problem. I'm tired of Zabu warping how they balance forecasts. So I think we're in agreement there. But This is Zabu right here. Here he is. Yep. You know who else Horkak, is Zabu? The original. Here's, here's another Necropolis. Th- no, this is the other Zabu. This is Zabu. Part of as the well. Great Conqueror. Creator, not Conqueror, but yes. Creator, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, there's oh. been a couple of times in Snap where oh. it feels like. Doesn't you this know, make you feel good just looking at like the old border? The old. Like, doesn't this like just tickle you a little bit? Even no, as a non magic player? Magic doesn't Teddy? do anything for me. I never played it. Okay, but look, look here's the here's look at the sleekness of like the modern border, right? Right. And like right. this is playing planeswalkers. It has special abilities. Plus one, do sure. this one, minus two, this one has this this much of its its own life. Cool. Yep. It's nice. But then you look at this and it's like, oh my God. It's I can't a square block I of can't text understand. with no stats. I can't understand what's going on. No. But I like it. <laughs> it just, and then you know that the errata is even longer somewhere. You're like the card says this, but it actually does this. Well, th- it's funny because this was a secret layer that they did like planeswalkers in old text, like if planeswalkers existed in like beta, and yeah. they templated them the same way as they would have that back then. So it's just such right. a meme. It's so stupid. I love it though. I want okay. this, but it's banned. Gotcha. It's banned. Someday maybe we'll kickstart our own card game, Brad. Wouldn't that be fun? The can't stop snapping branded card game. Sure. Uh, do we? Are we gonna? You know, just go reach out to DC and uh, actually make a card game that's not going to get shut down in about a month's time. Uh, like no, DC we'll Blue do Force. Star Wars. Star Wars fans are Isn't dying Star Wars just have... coming out with a card game? Not a digital one. But yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, it... Star Wars snaps. It translates so well. We'll just rip it off. <laughs> just do straight there's, up snaps. There's planets. Star Wars. There's locations. There's factions. Right. Yeah. It yeah. writes itself. We've talked okay. about this on my stream uh, ad nauseum, but I think today for the tier list, let's remind ourselves what the S tiers were of um, Series 3. We'll dive into Series 4. It should keep us fairly streamlined. It's a tiny series. It's almost, might be smaller than Series 2. This is, as we get into Series 4 and 5, they're supposed to be cultivated to be good cards. But what really happens is Series 5 is cultivated to be good cards, and the bad Series 5 cards go into Series 4, so... I think we're going to have a pretty interesting discrepancy of some all-stars, like Legion, and some, you know, bottom feeders. Snapwing. Snap, you're a bot. Uh, yeah, so uh, welcome back again. 
if we look back at uh no this one reset itself no hold on teddy i have the one i sent you the screenshot yep of i know deadpool was at the very very top Open and link. I'm happy to see that as of here the, the latest OTA well, no, hasn't th- that changed. one saved. That the Deadpool one saved is right here. Cool. That was last yeah. week's. But Deadpool and Shang at the very top. Yeah, Shang was top of uh, S tier, and right now, if we had to put them in the same thing, Shang is number one. Yes, because he warps the meta game around him. Sentry leading off A tier, B tier. Give us like just some example cards, kind of the middle of B tier. We're looking at like Mystique. Thor, um, Negasonic, cool stuff right. like that, but just more niche applications. Starting us off in Series 4, Dakin 3-4, create the Muramasa Shard in hand. Uh, this feels, my initial thinking is B tier. Yeah. Um, it's just solid, but it's not like you're clamoring to build around him. Right. With the doubling effect being so powerful, I thought there might be more clamor to build around him, but he ends up just being decent value in a deck that is a B-tier deck as well. It's also the fact that Shaw exists, so there's no reason for Surfer to run him, where it would make sense for Surfer to run him just because of like the Killmonger, you know, Nova thing that sometimes that deck runs. It's like, okay, cool, I can do that. Um, Buff him up. Now, if... If they gave our boy Swordmaster targeted removal or targeted discard, <laughs> like, wait, what if Swordmaster was yeah. just the three was just you know the same thing that the same thing that uh, what's it called does uh, samurai? Link? No samurai. Oh, silver samurai. The lowest power, but only for your hand, not your opponent's. Oh, hand. your lowest power. Okay, okay. Why not? Yeah, sure. Why not? You can't have that stat line, but why not? Yeah, three five, same as Lazif. Sure. Look at that. We've we fixed the card. Second dinner. Yeah. I'll take my check. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll send you Royalties the address. To... Can't stop snapping. Yep. Uh, next, up, next, Dark Hawk, five four plus two per card in your opponent's deck. Recently changed. It's actually going to be kind of hard to evaluate this one. I think still A tier. I think formerly S tier with some hesitation now on the change. Where's we my bump guy? Him down to A. Is he way up here? Am I just blind? Yeah, he is up here. Because I, I know you said here. that you were just kind of running the exact same deck and doing fine. You're going all the way up to S still? Yeah, uh, until, until I'm shown that he's worse, definitively. Because we think, we both think, right, Teddy? We both think this is a lateral move, correct? And in some cases, Yeah, and he's one of the packages that has really stood the test of time of yeah. always being up there. So until I'm shown otherwise and provided evidence of him being significantly worse to drop to A tier, you know, I, I can't, I, I don't think I can put him off of S tier. I think as a 5-4, okay. he's just fine. Um, I would probably say that he's low S tier from yes, yes, the other ones. He but went I, from being almost an entry. top 5 potentially or like in that middle range to probably the back part like, you know, towards where Omega Red and stuff like that are. Yeah, yeah. Blob completely knocked him off the, the face of being played, and now he's trying to make his comeback. So we'll see how that goes. Echo. Echo coming in at 1-2. Where are you at, girl? Disable your opponent's ongoings played at this location. Fascinating little tech card. Yep. Uh, when she's good, she's good. Makes me think B-tier. 
but yeah. she needs a meta to exist. So I think C tier. She needs the ongoing meta to exist. Like you have to be able to predict and good night to the Teddy wife. You have to be able to predict um, reliably that your opponent has powerful ongoing effects and that are even like lane dependent. I mean, Ms. Marvel was the thing, right? <laughs> Everybody wanted to play Ms. Marvel mid. You played Echo mid and then your opponent is like, ah, I can't play Miss Marvel mid. And then they realize I play her in a side lane and she's still better than other four costs, Brad. Right. But, <laughs> but we're not talking about Miss Marvel. Ever since her nerf, she hasn't been played nearly as much as she was off yeah. rip, which makes exactly. the echo not just a slam dunk played in the mid lane and you're yep. happy. Yep. Okay. Ghost Spider 1 2. Move the last card you played to this location. I think, can we agree the best movement activator? card yeah yeah she's a b tier i would say better than dakin on average because she's you put her b tier how strong do you think the phoenix force deck is um it's fairly strong but not because of her that she could not exist and phoenix force is just fine because phoenix if phoenix force didn't enable itself and you could move it and stuff like that especially now that they fixed the interaction yeah you can move the clones yeah I, I think Ghostbuster is just gravy. Yeah. Um, I think she's better. You saying actually. just gravy always throws me off because I think of like saying just gravy as like a saying that like it's really smooth, it's really good. And you say gravy as it's just like extra on top. Yeah. It, and it's, not it's, that it's, important. It's, it's the frosting on the cake, <laughs> right? It's like. Yeah. Okay. That, that's gotcha. probably a, that's, hey, a, that's a saying you might be more familiar with is like the frosting. Yeah, yeah. Frosting on I'm, top. I'm good with this. Is this a Florida thing? It's just gravy. Maybe it's a Southern thing. We got gravy down here, my guy. I'm from the South. I'm from Dallas. Uh, that's right. Well, okay. <laughs> you're, hold on. You're Midwest South. Now. Yeah. Like. Now, like, definitely. Like, Texas is its own thing. Well, like, yes. That too. Texas, like, I'm talking about like Bible Belt. When I think of Bible Belt, I don't think of Texas. I think Texas just kind of oh, being what? like. Texas I, is Bible Belt. Hear me out. I think Some of, of the biggest churches in I, the world down in Houston. I, that's not that doesn't that doesn't mean anything to me as far as the churches go. I mean, when I say Bible Belt, I mean like the Southern like Baptist, like just small chapel kind of thing. Louisiana, no Mississippi. Yeah, I think of Louisiana. I think of Alabama. Georgia. I think of Missouri, Mississippi, uh, Georgia, okay. of course. I think of like that clump towards the east, right above Florida, essentially. And then once you go past. <laughs> Like, or towards the Mason-Dixon line, uh, that's where I'm like, Texas is just like, you have it's so Texas. much, inf- you have so much influence from Mexico yeah. that it takes away a little bit of the Bible Belt feeling because well, yeah, it, Texas, Texas can still be cities. pretty racist, but you, Texas you, cities are just you, like <laughs> urban, urban, nothing kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, do you, do you see what I mean? Like there's enough culture in Texas to like, you know. If I go to Birmingham, Alabama, and I go to literally any other city in Alabama, I'm like, yep, this is Alabama. If I go to Houston, yeah. if I go to Austin, if I go to San Antonio, there's enough of a difference and a different vibe across all of them that I can just be like, oh, I'm in. I, I don't. It, it doesn't feel like Texas. Also, it helps that Texas is like the fourth biggest state in the country. Third? Fourth or third? Brad, what the heck is number two? <laughs> no. Alaska's number one. Texas is number two. Isn't California number two? No. <laughs> okay, by the, population, it's number two. 
Oh, by population? <sighs> I don't know where we fall. But then Alaska is not it's number one anymore. If we go by no, population, no, no. yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like number like forty. <laughs> they actually don't know the population split off the top of my head. I know that New York, Cali, Texas oh, no. are at the very top. See, you you laugh at me and say like, "Oh, how could you not know that Texas is bigger uh, uh, geographically California. than California?" When yeah. California is just long. You yeah, know, it's just like long. no one. Okay, it's a long way. boy. Florida's top five, and no one thinks of Florida as being a big state because it's a long boy. Yeah, right. Do you see what I mean? Right. It's easy. Just no, be I, like, I see what you mean. Also, I've lived in Texas, so okay. I didn't even know there were other states until middle school. Okay, hey, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's how, how they, it that's how be. they train you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Breach havoc two zero. The strange, bizarre card. Murdered cheap viper for our enjoyment. You put him generously at sea here. I do not like this card. I think, I think, hear me out. Okay. I think he is a card that should be B tier. With his current stat line? Correct. Okay. But people have not played him enough because he has such a crazy restriction and he's not incredibly interesting. So no. he, he's not very fun either, I don't think, for a lot of people, right? Um, I think he needs but I think to he's be able to, be to not be... He needs like the can't be destroyed or have his power reduced tag. I feel like like can the same not, stat line. Can we stop bringing that into the game? Can I, can I get Black Knight <laughs> to lose one of those, please? I would love Black Knight to lose it, but I would love to move it over to Havoc. Because, like, Black Knight, just make it destroyable. So that way they, you can't just freely play the no, no, blade no. into... Make it, keep it, can't be destroyed, but make it reducible. That way we can see some parity with um, Shadow King and Valkyrie coming into the game. Yeah, but then there are two things that can deal with it, whereas as far as cards go, it's really just Shang-Chi on the destroy end. Yes, Negasonic yeah. kind of counts. Uh, I'm looking but... at play rate, Brad. <laughs> Shang yeah. gets played more but than then, Shadow King and Valkyrie combined. But then combined. the other thing is, though, I agree with you on that sense, but from a game perspective, having your card that you invest resources into yep. essentially die to a two yep. cost feels yep. way worse than dying to a four cost. And yes, I'd but rather, also from I'd a game remove... perspective, having a whole suite of control cards when people only pick one, always the same one from every oh. deck is like not good. So you agree that Shang-Chi <laughs> yeah. should be a five cost. <laughs> oh, no. Just I'm okay uh, with it. I want the other cards to get cheaper. I want Valk at four before we see we, Shang at We need at to five. see Zabu change. Maybe. But then, yeah, then you're almost like, oh, no, can I make it so that Shang can't have his cost reduced? But and then it's you're like, back that's at a whole other design, baby. In, it's an inelegant change. I understand, guys. Zabu's at the end. We'll we'll get to him. Right now we got Hit Monkey. Three hey, two on reveal. What? Yeah. I forgot. Uh three two on reveal. Gain plus two power for each other card played this turn. And there's been some discrepancy when he released. He did not synergize in terms of cards played on the same turn with um Invisible Woman and like Dark Dimension, but now he does. So if you play him alone on a turn behind invisible woman he will then actually pop off with the cards played on turn six am i blind for hit monkey 
I can't. Is it the old stat him. line? Is it the two zero well, stat it doesn't. line? From I, I I thought he might be up here because Darkhawk was up here, right? Oh um, yeah. And the list is all over the place of Hella, what the, ha, see, the cards he would, that we he pull would be from. Around and here, monkey. but he's not. That's funky monkey. So I come down here. See, there's super so scroll. Hit monkey, I think I think is underplayed. I think he's fine. I think that Hit Monkey and Werewolf by Night can play. The Hit Monkey drop deck is good. He's next to Agatha and Jeff. I see him now. Oh my Below god! Why? Why? Yeah. No, no, Alpha, Alpha by, <laughs> Alpha by nothing apparently. But yeah, Arrow, I think that the Hit Agatha, Monkey drop deck Hit Monkey, is fine. Jeff Snowguard, Stegron, how? What is going? This mm-hmm. isn't alphabetical at all. Wasn't this like an order of card releases? Like they stopped. Yeah, but doing then it's alpha. also it's also simultaneously in alphabetical. So why is he there? True. I don't know, man. Oh, he's he's uh, I don't know. He's either top of B, bottom of A, for me. Yeah, I think so. Let's go top of B, just because we're seeing him so little. I'm a little surprised that bounce has not bounced back as much as I thought it might, especially with um, Black Swan. Right. Still waiting on that to really take effect, I guess. Howard the Duck. One, two. C and generous at that. I think it's D. Just, but, I mean, look, D, I think of below average. I think he's a one-two yes. stat line. Provides below a average. semi-powerful effect. It's not that good. <sighs> I I feel like he's an average card. You feel like he's an average card. He's an average card that I have cut from every single deck I've ever built. Well, that's because and there are I've better cards none, than average cards. None the sorrier for it. Man, Howard. What's what's the best Howard I was deck? actually excited for Howard when he released, but then playing him, it was one of those that just like never felt good. He's got a positive cube rate, yeah, almost true. a he's 50% better than move. rate. So what's his main shell? It's in Living Tribunal, right? No, I think it was it was Galactus. Oh no! What? That's the, that's the it's top deck. That's yeah. What the five, heck? Five thousand Galactus ramp with a lie Sandman. Why would you run Howard? That Iron Lad synergy, baby. I guess that's true. That's true. You're just looking for the pop off. Okay. That extra hit. I like him in Tribunal. Uh, you know, it's uh. It's just I can't believe that's actually what it is. Is Howard using Iron Lad to fish for Galactus? That's I mean, that nuts. was the initial interaction that I thought of when I first saw him. Like, yeah, cool, Iron Lad's dope. So that's why I liked him in the deck with Chavez. I just want you yeah. know, this deck should run Jubilee too. Right, I'm surprised it's not. Well, then you can't get the Galactus to go off. Just don't run the Galactus at that point. No, oh, thank <laughs> it's, you. It's it might cute. make it better. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Kitty that. Pride. One one. All right, so are, um, are we okay with it at C, or do you want it at D? Yeah, I'm okay with it at C. Okay. Uh, Kitty Pride. The one tier. one Kitty Pride. Here's the thing. I keep seeing Glenn Where playing Kitty she? Pride decks, which astonishes me. Um, but I don't think she's made Here it back. Now this is tough to evaluate because Hope Summers comes out beginning of next season, and I think actually makes Kitty good again. Because when you play a card to Hope Summer's location, you'll get extra energy on the following turn. So that would really help you facilitate effectively the Kitty Pride gameplay just for free. And then when you're adding a a big Kitty Pride on top of whatever else your deck wanted to be doing, especially if you're using like um, 
the Elsa Bloodstone. Could be looking at a pretty solid combo there. But we have to evaluate her without this right now. So I'm probably going to put Kitty in B or C as well. If we're ever able to find where, where she is, is to, she? to drag off. I have not seen her yet. She's got that she yellow and down here, blue. Right? Okay, let's, yellow let's, let's talk together. Look at this. Absman, Adam, Arrow, Agatha, Jeff, Snowguard, Stegron, Iron Lad, Tribunal, yep, Nebula, Haivo, blah, 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 blah. Loki, Lyoth, blah, 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 blah. Elsa, Man-Thing, Mirage. Miss her in this list? It feels like it. It feels like she's not in the list. She's not down Kinda here. It feels like she's not in the list. She's not up here by Kang. Oh, there she is. Found her. Why is she up oh, here? She's by Kingpin, of course. That's where I think of her. Uh, yeah, B tier. I will put her right below Kitty, uh, Hitmonkey. I really think her with Elsa is still good, though. I still, I still find enjoyment Bold and success statement. out of it. Uh, Bold statement. Is it you know who else is I show good? you this? Oh, yeah, show me. That we played waiting for the... Uh, we were waiting for something. Where was it? Yeah. I, I named the deck Elsa's still good, I promise. And we played eight games and we went seven and one, baby. Nice. Slam them down. Let's go. Shuri yeah. in there as well. Man. Did you do? Did you ever play Kitty on Shuri in those games? Uh, maybe once. Ah, that was the classic. It El was Classico. a it was a backup plan. I was just like, I want a decent backup plan because I want to run Vision and Jeff and Nightcrawler for the Elsa, especially with the Jean Grey too. So I was like, well, sure. Shuri makes sense in that case because let me go Shuri into Vision, then still just Taskmaster everything like I want anyway, um, while also being able to do the Shuri Kitty Taskmaster thing as well. So felt like a decent marriage. Not bad, not I bad. Th I think this is a good deck. I really do. Play it. Please. It has no control, though. That's tough. Eh. Control. Don't need it. Ready to kick the door down. Null. 6-0. Should have been a big bad. Woulda, shoulda, coulda been a big bad. I mean, it's, it's S tier, right? Correct. Probably high to mid S tier, even if we look at the other lists. It's just yeah, so, if we so compare powerful. It here. And Null's been strong in a lot of different iterations. You have decks that go all in on Null with Zola. You have decks that use Null just as kind of like the work him in as long as you were popping X23 on turn 5. And in the past, you had decks that was Galactus Null. So he's going to keep on finding useful places. And Mr. Negative Null is, you know, a, an off-meta pick, but was still good enough to run. Yeah, I'm going to say that Null is higher than Deadpool. I think I would put Null number two currently right behind Shang-Chi. Just because uh, prior to X-23 and even with X-23, uh, like I said, we had the Deadpool meme. Deadpool deck was a meme, and Null was yeah. like the big boy real Destroy deck. And right. now there are plenty of games in which I'm playing Destroy, and I'm like, well, could play this Deadpool. Couldn't really establish the X-23. I have Null in hand. Uh, I could do Null in death because death is free, or I could do Deadpool and death. Well, Null is just worth 15 more points than Deadpool at the moment, so I'm going to play the Go Null. Go figure. Look at that. Another destroy card. Ha-ha! <laughs> but a different spectrum. Lady Deathstrike, 5-4, destroys all cards at her location of lower power than her. She's right next to X-23 and Renslayer there. Man, I had a Lady Deathstrike deck like I had her in my destroy deck for a little bit and she produces some fun moments, but it's just too expensive. It's always been too expensive. Is D too harsh? 
you know what? No, because like Lockjaw got more expensive. That was one of the reasons that like yeah. she can kill Zabu. She can kill. Um, and we're getting Red Guardian soon. Lockjaw. And then she can kill Dracula. Those are like Ooh. your premium hits. Red Guardian doesn't hit Lockjaw anymore. One of the reasons that he was interesting from the the data mm-hmm. mines. Yeah. He's a three four. Yeah, maybe they'll buff him. Who knows? Three or, five. Or they'll know. just say Lockjaw doesn't need to get hit anymore. Wait. Red Guardian? I thought it was just a random card. I didn't think he cared about stat line. He did. He it was just it was uh removed the card text from the lowest power card in the opposing. Oh lane. yes, the lowest powered card. Right, right. I mean it could still be Lockjaw at that it location, it but could. it is way less likely. True, true, true. Especially in Thanos, right. particularly. From the highs to the lows, man. Legion, 5-7. Also, maybe could have been a big bad. I mean, the way that he took over the meta as a Series 4 release was phenomenal. Going A-tier here. He's since fallen significantly out of favor, but I agree with A-tier. He's, he's just criminally underplayed people yeah they they nerfed him from a 5a to a 5.7 and he's he's still incredible um like that the list i was just showing you the kitty pride i threw in legion is just like the, this was my 12th card Ballast. that i put in yeah so i couldn't figure out what else to do and i'm like you know what legion's good we'll just play legion and he won out of these eight games at least two of them <laughs> that were limbos no you can just 100. go legion kitty pride at the end game and you're like this kitty pride's an eight like that's just yeah. fantastic. So, hundred percent, Legion's awesome. I think part of it is that the meta shifted into decks that really needed. They had a central five cost to their game plan, and if you have a deck that has any kind of flexibility at the five cost price point, he is kind of best in class. I mean, we'll see if we come up with any to other good fair, answers. To be fair, he is at the for the most part a mainstay staple of the Sarah Control list. Yeah. So at least he's getting some recognition in that regard. Yep. Next up, man thing. Four or five debuffs the one, two, and three cost cards at its location by by two, by three. This is where I put my foot down. He's a B B tier card, and I won't accept him as a C tier card. I will not accept the slander of man thing. He's way better than people let on, especially with Luke Cage going back to a global effect. Yeah. He can just solo a lane on his own. You can even just go storm into man thing. And on average, they have small things in the other lane as well, especially because they're incentivized to play things like Nebula there. Yeah, you hit your own storm. Who cares? He carries. He underplayed. It's just compared to other cards and the type of thing he does, people don't view him as a generically strong card like an Omega Red or a Miss Marvel. They view him as... I need to be doing something in adjacency to his ability. I need to be making my opponent, you know, lose other power elsewhere, well, like hazmat. Yeah, stuff they, like they that. think that they have to go all in. That like right. Man Thing is a hazmat deck, and but it doesn't not. have to be a hazmat deck because a hazmat deck is not good. <laughs> Correct. It, it's fine. It'll win some games, but it's not meta, not nearly. But Man Thing, I think, could see more. And they like, think you have to cards. play uh, debris or something. Like you don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Please no. don't. I mean, yes, there are ways to win more with Man-Thing, but you can also just try and capitalize on Man-Thing. And it's interesting that people really embraced the puzzle of activating Miss Marvel, and no one really tried to embrace the puzzle of activating Man-Thing. But I guess part of it is because it's so dependent on what the opponent is doing, and then the opponent can react once you put it down. So it's tough because you almost want to hold it until you see the lane of most impact but it's also safe to play early because it doesn't get hit by Shang. So I mean, it's, uh, 
if you just play it on four like it's intended right you're gonna hit a lane that probably has a one and a two in it do you think that cards are always intended to be played on curve i think that's how they're designed yes i i I think they take into consideration things like zavu and sarah in their play testing but they want cards to just be generically good enough in their own stat line you know in their own skin so to speak right yep no that's interesting i would say there's some cards that are clearly exceptions but um, for the most part, I do agree that they just kind of intend cards to be played on curve. <clears throat> Even though that's for a lot of cards, you you want more flexibility. But yes. Right. Next up, Martyr. 1-5. At the end of the game, she will move to a location that loses you the game, if possible. Is it possible to lose when you're playing a stat efficiency of 1-5 multiple times with uh, Ant-Man, Martyr, and Titania? Yeah, I'm going to say she's a B-tier card. Um, I want her to be A tier, but the change to Ant Man makes her B tier. Yeah, she's seeing more competition now at her price point. You've also seen changes to some of the well, Adam Warlock was a cute combo. I'm not going to give it too much credit, but no, uh, Pro yeah. X being able to lock in a early tempo advantage that Martyr was securing you has gotten weaker pretty significantly with that point change that he received. So I've not seen too much martyr play i i mean we both know it we've talked about it we play zoo and the, we, the most emoted card out of our decks is martyr yeah they they always emote on they're like wow yeah, you're playing that like, card i'm like what yeah. the heck that's so lowly uh, yeah, that this, you're playing it and then you slam this them. i was playing solely in post infinite with 36 and 26 yeah. an okay win rate um you know but in post infinite i play more recklessly like the reason my prior deck looks insane is because i'm climbing you know the crazy net yeah. cubes a good win rate. That's because I was climbing from 73 to, to right after post-infinite. Yep. Ravona, this, I'm just like, eh. Let's see what happens. Exactly. So this should be better, I think. Uh, probably a better record. At least a better cube rate if I was stabbing efficiently. Um, sure. But uh, this was really good. Just Black Swan on three when you have Ravona down and just go like Martyr, Titania, lock them off man, with I Professor to, X. It's I need so to go back fun. and test more Super Giant, man. I'm surprised that when Destroy was as popular as it was, more people didn't turn to Supergiant. But I guess this shows just how few people got her. Yeah, I, I think she's still really good. Uh, I just played this a couple of days ago. Like you can see, I played like maybe five games on stream and just won. Um, yep. This can still be refined. I think uh, Arrow can be something else. I think you can just play Cole on the list as well. Um, sure. At this point, I think the, the sweet spot again is three cards. But yeah. Um, Martyr, good card. Another one cost, Meek. One, one. And Meek is after, you've on turns where you've discarded, sorry, after each turn, if you had discarded any cards, gain plus one power for each and move. So you move once, but you gain power per discard. Okay. So let me say, this is a contextual C tier because... If I if we didn't have that OTA, the the leak, you know, where they actually added card text to cards of like planned ideas that they're messing around behind the scenes. Yeah. If we never saw Meeks, which was the same thing, but instead of it moving at the end of the turn, you can move it next turn. So right? much better. That makes me go, oh. It should be here or even here. 
but because I know what it could be, it's C tier. I think of re- re- yeah. reality, it is a slightly above average card. I think. Let's check the the stats on it. I am a the curious APOC boy. deck. I mean, the APOC deck is pretty ambivalent to running it. I've seen plenty of the decks cut it. I've seen some of the decks use it. I mean, this is rarely a, does it get a very respectable, solid, above average yeah. card. So I think yeah. it, so I think it is a B tier. I don't know. No, it does. Meek does fine for himself. That ability to be able to choose if you if it does get unlocked, the ability to choose where he would go on a following turn would be so much better. Now you notice that the the bell curve is getting way more messed up because they do a pretty good job of their new releases as of over the last year or two. Right? Like the new cards. Yeah, I think that come series out. four is gonna be kind of wonky and series five is gonna be like, Oh, here's the power. Yeah, very top heavy. Let's go to Mirage 2-2. Unreveal, copy the lowest cost card in your opponent's hand into your hand and give it plus two power. It's fascinating looking at Mirage because I remember numerous headlines from content creators and reactions that uh, Mirage was explicit power creep. I was like talking about all the power creep in the game at the new stat line that was present. And now she's like, I don't know, mostly cut (laughs) all over. Yeah. It's just where do you play her, you know? Loki. Okay, and that's it. Or maybe, I always. How does this always happen? That new agent, Mockingjay, Mockingbird, Mockingbird, Songbird. One of those. It's Mockingbird. is coming to the game and would be good with Mirage. Yes, would be good with Mirage. Um, could give that res- card a little bit of a resurgence, and maybe maybe because spawn then a new her archetype. card would read, copy the card into your hand, give it plus two power and discount my other big finisher Correct. my five nine by one i think mirage is another card that reminds me of man thing where it should be like it's a sneaky like could be a b-tier card like could be above average i just think that like she's just not played enough a because she's uninteresting as a card for the most part and b she's just settled of... into a position as the mirror match breaker if you're in a one-dimensional meta, you play Mirage and try and just steal a better version of a card you want to play anyway. See, this is why I want sideboards, because Mirage is an incredibly interesting sideboard card. Yeah. Once it, in a position where you know the opponent's a list and what you could potentially be receiving. Right. Imagine like yep. bringing her in in a, in, a, in a destroy deck when you're in the mirror against a Deadpool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn five Mirage against Destroy goes crazy because it's death or Deadpool. Right. Stuff like that. So, but I, I could also like I can't see her being buffed. No, like, this is her stat line. She's a good stat line. Yeah, it's just she has an average output because she's, you know, it, again, some of these tiers don't speak to the real story of the card. It's just where they are now based on where people play them, people's interest in them, and like what deck she goes in. Mobius M Mobius three three ongoing. Your costs can't be increased. Your opponent's costs can't be reduced. A-tier. Locking up the A tier edition. I mean, he was S tier at a two cost, at a three cost. Supreme, supremely and obscenely broken at a two cost. Yeah, yeah, insane. And I think we're about to see a huge surge with Pixie's release, uh, both against it and with it. This is yes. a staple in the Pixie deck. Yeah, it's a staple because That's if it because the... if it works like we think. Where yep. it makes your car your cards if they get the bad roll stay at the same rate. Yeah. Um, 
it makes your wasp and your whatever still zero and never increase. Yeah. Uh, that's that's terrifying. Oh yeah, I mean it means that you basically you could have like more one and two cost cards in that deck that are effective on their own right, but still passing off an insane discount on your big pieces. Right. I love it. Modok, 5-8, on reveal, discard your hand. Is this also an A-tier card? I think, like, because think about, I like... I think he has to be. Think about what he goes in. Is he higher up? Like, is he uh, in this somewhere? Yeah, he is. Um, yeah. I think he's A-tier. I think he's below Legion of Mobius, um, but well, that's, he's... Can we pan over quickly to Dracula? Yeah. I think that his conversation has to be like next to Dracula and some of the other discard activators. Dracula, Dracula was also A tier. Uh, very... Does Lockjaw move to B tier now as a 4 or 5? No, nah, we have to get more time. I'd leave him where he's at, but maybe. Well, I'm not saying right now because we can't make that call yet, but I, I, I yeah. think if we were to be betting. Um, I think he drops in play for sure and effectiveness. Yeah. But yeah, Modok in A, especially looking at where Dracula sits, I feel good about that. Discarding your hand, just really, really fun. And now when your hand can also include Proxima Midnight um, and some of these other new toys. Helicarrier, just giving you random cards, it's fun. Morb, Morb still going crazy. Meek is another thing that loves Modok. So yeah. Next up, Marshmallow Man himself, Nimrod. Five, six... When this is destroyed, add a copy to each other location. He's one of those destroy cards that has just been overshadowed by the dominance of Deadpool X-23. Yeah, I, See, I think... I go B. My reasoning is because, like, I don't know, I'm just never afraid of it. Even when I'm going against... What? I've, I'm never afraid of it. I'm never afraid You're of You're never Nimrod. afraid of Shuri Nimrod? I just, that's like crazy it doesn't scare me because usually i'll run How does that like, I, I can you? run things that can stop it um i can shadow who, king it um, yeah but who plays shadow king brad <laughs> the control deck does teddy I, guess. I, I can give you the bottom of b tier i just don't think it's better than these cards i think can like if the only thing that holds this up to b tier is shuri then i think as a card itself is not as intimidating as it could have been yeah, it, it is tough. It's not as intimidating as it could have been. I think that's a good way of putting it, but the high rolls are really, really powerful. I mean, yeah, Shuri when you, does. When you Shuri, Nimrod, off. and like Venom, uh, then like, you know, Carnage to do it again or whatever. Yeah. Kind of thing. If Venom ever goes to four, then it's like the death of Nimrod. Is it? The rest of Destroy will be fine. But yeah, because then you it's way harder. It has to be Carnage, Venom together rather than Deathlock, Venom. I'm going to be honest. Some some Nimrod lists don't even run Deathlock, and it's just the Venom and Carnage. I know, but like they're already, like the Phoenix Force they're version. already prepping for that change. Yeah, the apparently. Phoenix Force version likes bringing it back. Yeah, it's a weird spot. I thought he was going to be a bigger deal. He's never really materialized. It's just overshadowed by the other destroy cards. I think he's fine. Like I don't want to see him get buffed, and that's that's kind of how no, I think about like B tier a five six. Like the, yeah, he started at 5-5. Five, five. Like if I look at the B tier cards, I'm like, I don't really want them to get buffed, but they just don't quite punch up. So, yeah. Maybe uh, Kitty can go back to a 1-2. I could see Kitty getting buffs and be just, the, I love her. She was one of my favorite cards. She's still a Ravonna? fun card. I think she's still oh, yeah. good. 
<laughs> Debatable. Renslayer, 2-3. Ongoing. Your cards with one or less power cost one less. Minimum of one. She feels like she keeps on losing toys in these recent changes, you know? I, I would say she's better than Meek, better than Nimrod. Um, not as impactful as some of these other cards. I guess I have to put her above Man-Thing purely because of track record shows her have more, being more successful than Man-Thing. Though, yeah. I think in my heart of hearts, Man-Thing is actually better than she is. No, I like this positioning for Ravona. I was pretty happy with her at her release of a three cost. I had some success in that pocket meta at the time with a, a specific list that I was running. I've still come back to her from time to time um, with the Hawk lists, but now Hawk is broken off. And so I think she's going to be looking for her the, a new thing. The Ravona X deck I showed you is very fun. Yes. Um, and like, she's a good card in those decks or these kind of decks uh, yeah, she you can play her in negative and stuff like that. But I, I think um, I don't know. I'm I'm happy to see Darkhawk be lost as a toy because now it gives Second Dinner more incentive to cook interesting low cost cards to like Havoc. Give her yeah, like Havoc, like to give her more interesting cards. I I, I think Havoc's fun. I think Havoc's good in that deck. By the way, Havoc underneath Professor X is really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's protected, right? Silver Samurai, 4-5 on reveal. Each player discards the lowest power card from their hand. Yum. is not getting run in many versions of discard ATM. Um, he is really struggling to find a spot. I was having good success with him and Gambit as my two interaction cards in my kind of value discard deck. So I think there's a, there's a shot. I was running Dakin in there as well, so I had... Plenty of good targets for him just to go ahead and, and destroy for me. I can't is he find also him. is he B or is he C? I think he's B. Just the fact that okay. he attacks. You're gonna put him up at, at B tier. Yeah. The hand if I could, size. If I it, could find him, I'm mm -hmm. blind. I swear. You have to scroll up a little, probably. Like, he stands out because he's why in would that he be up yellow here, background, though? white foreground. It's also the problem that I don't play a lot of the base arts, so like I forget. Oh, it's something where you're too. Is this a is this a poor person? What's what's the meme? Am I too rich to understand? <laughs> it's a it's a uh, first word problem. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Silver Sam would be in this row if he was up here, but he got released closer to around these cards, right? Right, but he's not next to them. Fascinating. I really wanted hand attack to be a thing and it's never quite been a thing. It's also been pretty meta dependent and like the, um, especially the Thanos decks did not care if you were knocking cards out of their hand. And so I think that did hold him back for sure. Is this just ordered by series? No, one. No, because the there's, there's not a rhyme or a reason, mate. It's like randomly <laughs> alphabetical and then restarts a few times yes, over. Exactly. If we see him, we'll bring it back. Let's dig up Snowguard, which is right there by Jeff. Yeah. Snowguard went crazy with the change and the Loki meta, and now Loki's kind of gone. But Snowguard is still pretty core to that deck, and the deck does fine. 
And I've been seeing You're more Snowguard in like random, just like shield, non Loki, Devil Dino stuff. And like, no. it's perfectly fine. And yep. look, man, Snowguard turning back on uh, the uh, Savage Land, the Ninjas, or um, the, the Rocks from Collapsed Mine. Very good. Yeah, that's the thing. So. There's a handful of locations where Bear will just win you a lane, and then because it's turn three, also the game, the opponents will rarely stay in for that. And then there's a handful of games where Hawk will just win you the game again. Right. Now, because the opponent knows that Hawk is coming in, it, it, I think that makes like a beautiful mind game, and that really highlights one of the strengths of Snap, is that situation where they're like, ah, I know that they have Hawk, but will they play it? Should I play into Death's Domain? <laughs> Or are they going to bluff me and not flip it, you know? And who's going to look like the idiot after they make the call? Like, that is, like, perfect peak snap to me. And so I do think that Snowguard is a very well-balanced card. Spider-Ham, 1-1. On reveal, change. What are they calling it now? Transform the leftmost card in your opponent's hand into a pig, keeping its power and cost. Still very good, Peter. Why is he not played more? Um, I think because there are too many one costs people want to play to establish early priority or a way to gain priority in a later turn. Things like Sunspot, Nebula, um, you know, Ant Man, Martyr, uh, Kitty Pride, even like uh, there's a, or even Meek and discard Deadpool and destroy. Right. So if you look at a lot of the decks, it's there's not as much interaction on one, but. In the decks where there are cards you want to play on one to interact with your opponent, it's usually Spider-Ham or Iceman. And I've been seeing Spider-Ham be played a little bit more than Iceman. Yeah, I love that you get the information of what you hit. That was what was really broken in his earlier iterations where he was hitting random cards. Um, and then moving it to just be the leftmost, it took away the like brutal recycling bounce attack kind of style of play. But I think he's still quite solid. Um Oh, this is I guess it my... is uh, it is meta dependent, right? When you're in a hella meta where the guy's like, oh, you got my, you know, Infinite is the worst case example, but also like Giganto and other stuff like that. Then you're like, yeah, sure. I'll keep on slamming you. Or even like Magneto, you're like, ah, I don't care. I still have my 612. I mean, kind I'm of surprised stuff. he hasn't seen more play in the hella meta that we currently have. Um, Just trying to hit hella? Right. Like, that's what, I'm, that's what the, I'm saying is that it's dangerous to play him on. in the hella meta. Well, partially, yeah, but the longer you hold on to her, the more likely it is she ends up in the far left-hand side of the hand anyway, right? So you just play him I on five. Guess. I guess. Also, his yeah, cube rate like... is 0.25, win rate 52%, 7% popularity. Let's compare. That's, That's Iceman. Ooh. No, Iceman... Do I just have well, an Iceman I want to say that Iceman gets a higher play rate, but let's see. I would imagine a higher play rate. A lower play rate than Spider-Man. But, oh, man. yeah, better stats. Fascinating. Fascinating. I think because this has more RNG to it. Yeah. Where Spider-Ham is just like... It, I mean, okay, they both have RNG, right? Because But the RNG on Iceman's side is I might hit one of any of these cards. Where Spider-Man... Spider-Ham is always like, I hit this card. So it's either do I hit one of seven... Or is it like, I don't know, the math is similar, but it feels like it's worse for Spider-Ham because it's always the leftmost card. 
Well, I think part of the difference is that it shows both players what's happened. Um, yeah. And if it's a key card, players are way less willing to play through it, especially because it happens so early oh, in the yeah, match. Oh, yeah, that's right. Whereas Easier Iceman, retreats. people are a lot more often to like keep trying to come up with the plan B. Yeah, you never retreat off of getting Iceman on one. <laughs> No, no. But you might retreat if your living tribunal gets hit on. One. I remember, I remember the retreats on uh, Iceman Apoc. into um, uh, no, like just Iceman into Scorp, and the other the opponent's just like, nah, I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> get a life, baby. <laughs> those are those are good days. Yeah, get a life, get a life, Brad. All right, next up, Phoenix Force four or five. Uh, so, such a beautiful card on reveal. Revive one of your destroyed cards and merge with it. That card can move each turn. And in the case where that card can then spawn copies of itself, those cards can also move each turn. This one is um, my ongoing campaign to allow cards that merge with other cards to have a new uh, graphical interface where they would be able to cycle through which card face is right. showing on like a couple second timer. I think that would be gorgeous. And you are underrating this card. This is an A tier card. I was gonna. I was thinking about pushing for S tier card. Like it is its own archetype, and it is the only reason that archetype is played. Correct. It's such a standout. Again, we talked about this last couple of weeks. If that was the only criteria of the tier list, then yes, it'd be an S tier card because it is the one of its kind. But that's why I'm pulling it down to A tier overall. Um, I mean. These are crazy and especially good because numbers. Of, of what I see from Zuka playing this card in like the top ten season after season. Oh, okay, yes, but if we can't we can't just base it off the best of the absolute best piloting a singular card in one position. We have to take that's why I mean already the the filters I have at six thousand plus collection level, eighty to hundred plus, those are already pretty tight uh filters right to show like these are the best players on average yeah. and these are pretty lackluster stats teddy i mean it's a high rolly deck this is the deck that yeah, everybody it's goes a high to when deck, there's... and it's still not putting much of a good cube rate i expect a high rolly deck teddy to have a 0.35 at least because you steal eight cubers isn't that the point Man. of a high rolly deck no, I still I still like it. Like it, it keeps coming back. It's an evergreen. Whenever there's turmoil in the meta, this is what people go to because they know like they can high roll people. And Phoenix Force just makes the deck. It stands out from all the other cards by so much. Okay. Meanwhile, Hella yes, which is a nerf far Hella. is a far worse deck. In terms of high rolly stuff, but better at stealing eight cubes, I will give you that. Because if you present Phoenix Force getting multiple man, you just retreat. You should retreat against that. So I think, but that's a that's an inherent problem with the deck. It's a lot of you need to snap very early. Yes, you have to know when you have the combo to be able to translate into cubes. Because yeah, but the second the, the Hella deck can you... be surprise Hella, but you're never going to be like oh surprise Phoenix Force because you set a Phoenix Force on four or five. And to take it one step further, one step further, let's look at the uh, meta in this thing. Let's see where it is. It's, is it even, is it not in B tier? I don't Phoenix see, Force? yeah, I don't see Phoenix Force. Loki through to five. 
Thinazoo, Corvus Glaive. I don't see it anywhere. It's just not listed. I didn't see it either. It should be B tier. Yeah, it, it based on the stats. Um, I mean, it's it's like around this tribunal, but it's close to Loki too. So it could be, it's like bottom B, top C either way. Yeah, something in there. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think off of how good it is as a card, like that should be the primary criteria. And it's top of B to me. It's better than Bounce, I think, right now. It's better than pretty much everything in here. But it's not on par with Legion, Mobius, and Modok. I just don't I feel like it... it is, though. Here's the thing is if I'm piloting the Phoenix Force deck, if I see Phoenix Force in my hand, I have such a better outlook on the game. Like, that's one of the reasons Phoenix Force as a deck is not as good. It's because the games without Phoenix Force, it can't get it done. When it has Phoenix Force, that makes up all its wins. Yeah, but like, it also is a reflection of how poor the deck is in general, anyway, right? That it has to have Phoenix Force? I mean, that's right. the fault of the deck, not the card. But, okay. I think it's a difference in evaluating like how much I think Phoenix Force is a standout from that deck. Let me look at one more thing. And for did I, did I click kind of... on Phoenix Force itself? No. I don't think I did. Was it at the top here? You're just kind of grading it as the deck that it's named after is performance. Which I can understand either approach. I just take the one that elevates this card. It's got a 0 0.09 cube rate, 47.4% win rate, and a 1.2% popularity. <laughs> Come on, Daddy. <laughs> it's a B-tier card. Fine. You got to see the forest with the trees. I still like it. No, I, I, I like it too. I think it's a really cool design. It's a great card. It's awesome that it's a card that spawned its entire archetype that is destroy adjacent, but not a destroyed deck. That's great. That's one of the coolest. This is this has brought out one of the coolest decks in the game, in my opinion. Yeah. But God, does it just need something? It needs something better than a Nimrod backup plan. Yeah. You know? Like that's sure. what it, like... Because this, I think, is the best version. The Nimrod backup plan, I always thought that was better. The Shuri into Nimrod kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that's what I would do, too. But I, 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 I think there could be something better. And also, right. when I play this deck, Teddy, I get to name it the best deck name ever as a 1986 Firebird or Pontiac Firebird. That's always my yeah. deck name right. when I play this deck. It's beautiful. Exactly. So I'm not hating right. on Phoenix Force. I just don't have enough of a of a uh, heartstrings getting pulled when I think of the card to uh, not have any biasy or to have any biasy, I should say. All right. Well, let's go back, take stock of our tier list. This is us for oh, the night, it? guys. Where we definitely don't have another this big the cat last staring Phoenix us in the face. That's we love you guys. No, no, Zabu two two. Ah, shit. <laughs> the big bad. Here he comes. You you S2. had me fooled because I was like, did this there, bottom dude left. lie yep. to me that Zabu Underneath, is yeah, not? Yeah. I mean, it's an S tier card. 
boom, 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 um, boom, boom. It's better than Noel. It remains to be seen. Is he better than Shang? Is he better than <sighs> Ooh? How is it going to stack up with the Series it's 5 releases? Close. It's close. He's definitely at the very top from what we saw here in Series 4. It's I think, crazy. I think there's a... At the moment, my brain tells me that Shang and Zabu are 1A, 1B. They're, they are towards the very, very top. And yeah. I could probably see Zabu getting changed before Shang, but I don't know. He's starting probably to should. become just like a game fixture. Given how many of these other forecast cards that they have changed around Zabu instead of changing Zabu, it's like we have a pattern here. They All like right. Zabu. All right, hold on. I have, an, I have a great example. We show you Lurus of the Dream Den. This is a yep. magic card. It's also a cat, just like Zabu. Perfect. And it's banned. Look at how many places it's banned, Teddy. Pioneer, Modern, Legacy, Explorer. Uh, banned in four formats. It was also even uh, banned in uh, Vintage, but then brought off the list. Uh, okay. So, Companion. Companion means it lives in its own zone, called the Companion Zone, and you can pay three at any time to add it to your hand and then you can pay the three that it costs to play it and then sure. each permanent card in your starting deck has converted mana costs two or less so that's the cost of having a companion zone and then during each of your turns you may cast one permanent spell with converted mana costs two or less from your graveyard it kind of has a similar vibe to zabu caring about a particular type or cost to the your deck. permanent spells uh, exactly and making yep. use of that rather than dancing around and looking at hey we should ban one of the cards in humans that plays this deck we should ban oh here, here's a good example because this a deck that played this a lot was uh sram which was a uh this guy it's so, cares about equipment vehicles whatever you draw a card they could have just right. been like oh we should ban this guy because this is the main engine of the deck that this Luris deck is in we could just ban him Luris isn't the problem. It's this guy. Or uh, you could ban one of the equipment or auras that he, like, um, uh, da, 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 da. Uh, there's an armor one. I can't think. Oh, there's so many armors. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> You're what searching a, through every card with horrible, armor in the text and magic. Hor- oh, Ethereal Armor. Look at that. We found it. <laughs> but uh, Ethereal Armor is a one. Uh, enchant creature gets plus one, plus one for each enchantment you control and has first strike. Could have banned that. This is the best nice. aura in that deck. It's a one cost that, uh, that uh, Lurus cares about. But you know what? Wizards of the Coast recognize that this guy is a bit of an issue. Let's just kill yep. him. It's like it's like the SpongeBob meme where it's where it's instead of the should we tell him, they change it to let's kill him. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. That. That's what Wizards did. Uh, <laughs> So, but how would you want to kill, quote unquote, kill Zabu? I know, so there's like two pathways to go, right? And we've talked about it a little bit. You're interested in seeing Zabu take on the Black Swan text of it's only for the next turn. You could even be a little more generous and say it's for the next two turns. Yeah. Um, Get a little experimental with it. It's, uh, that's probably the easiest solution. It's not really. Well, the easiest is just changing his stat line to be more expensive, right? Right. Uh, like I, I did like your idea of making him like a five something. So he like another version of Sarah. Um, right. And then he, I'm even cool with the idea of giving him the minus two 
reduction like he originally had, but as a five cost, like yeah. a five two, right? Right, pivoted very late in the game, which lets you go you know three four costs on on six, but you're probably throwing priority pretty hard in those instances. Yep. Uh, yeah. Which also still makes him very good in the Sarah control deck, and now rather than may, being able to go Zabu and Sarah, you can go either or. But Zabu essentially does what a better job of what Sarah does at that point. Yeah, when you want to play Shang Enchantress anyway, and then you just work in another four or cards, or just play Shadow King like I usually do. Value. Yeah, so Shadow King Shang Enchantress is still your final play. Um, it kind of fills that same spot, and depending on his stat line, it might be more interesting. Uh, it locks you into like that is the play rather than Sarah's more generally flexible, right. but could still be pretty cool. Yeah, I just, I I think Zabu is too much of a design constraint. Again, I'm not hating on the card. I use the card a lot. I like the card. I like playing four cost. A lot of my favorite cards are four cost. I love Darkhawk. Well, he's now five cost. Uh, I love. Um, what if? And uh, what if? Your next four cost is like minus two. On reveal, then your next four cost costs two less. Yeah. Uh, or what if you put him back to being a three three? <laughs> no, it's building on your idea. Yeah. Same idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just okay. on reveal one time. Okay. Three three. On reveal next turn, your four cost costs two less. Okay, so we're back to Black Swan, which I, I'm fine with. I'm, right, I'm fine right, with right. it being a temporary thing, but like a bigger but burst. Unless you play um, I think that two would be four cool. costs on four kind right. of idea. Yeah. I just, I, I think it keeps the card interesting and like really good when you play it, but it doesn't just make a like, I'm so far ahead of you button kind of thing or like i'm yeah I'm, it needs to be because now it's just so straightforward and the opportunity cost of running it is so it's a low two cost. the four cost cards in the game are balanced about being competitive without zabu so then you just add zabu to any deck and they're too good <laughs> that's been repeated over and over again so there has to be more of a, a a game more of an engaging element more of a trade-off of including zabu with four costs <laughs> Because so many decks want to run these valuable four costs anyway, and then you're just like, oh, I can get them cheaper. Well, heck yes, I will. And then to top that all off, they have specifically made some of the most powerful control effects that you want to play at the end of the game four costs. And when you can combine two of them together on the final turn because of this discount, it's just too much. And honestly, even the 3 3 on reveal thing, getting its original effect back, that even still could be close to being too good the final thing that i would be okay with is he turns himself off automatically on turn six he's just the current card but he does not discount anything on turn six yeah it just says ongoing until turn six yeah um because then you can still play no, a four just, cost uh, actually you'd have to say after turn five so you can't it's not like vault that yeah. unlocks again on seven right right Yes, so ongoing. Like that. So after you still get the five, rush yeah. on three. You get the discounts on four and five, but you don't get to double up anymore without another effect taking place. You have to work in other cheap cards to make sure you're using your energy effectively. Yeah, I like that. Cool. Yeah, just there we go. Zabu S tier for, for now, and there's no change in sight, guys. We're just spitballing here. We'd love to hear your thoughts down in the comments.
also what you thought of our tier list today. I'm pretty happy with where everything ended up. Yeah, no F-tier cards in Series 4. And I think there's going to be none in Series 5 as well. Well, uh, we'll see about that. The lowest one would be Master Mode, right? And that's just still a D-tier card. It's not an F-tier card. It's also Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> Yeah, but do you Master snap against Kang a Kang? Doesn't Kang just make you go, "Oh, what am I? What am I gonna do? Why are they playing Kang? What is going on?" I mean, I, yeah, the, if it's just that I snap when I see the card, I don't just snap against Kang I, the Conqueror, I know, but, but I do wonder what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, but I don't think Kang's an F tier card. It's a D tier card. It's below average. You know, let's yeah, look yeah. just for funsies. Let's see Kang's stats real quick before we leave. Everyone, they're gonna be such a low play rate. It's not even gonna be reliable. Let's see, six hundred and ten games. <laughs> That's a lot. Point three, baby. It's got a positive <laughs> cube rate. Positive cube rate. Negative win rate by a lot, though, hey, guys. Negative win rate by a lot. It's getting you just barely over. <laughs> wow. Big bad. Big bad, everyone. Uh, what do you guys have to look forward to on our next cast? And then stay tuned. We are going to be pitting the best of the best against each other for the true top 10, top 20, uh, the S tier of the S tier. Going to be really looking forward to that episode, Brad. Yeah, I am too. And if you want to see these episodes early, go to patreon.com slash can't stop snapping, where you can see these at least a day early, as well as bonus episodes. There's even a bonus episode on there right now all about thanos how to play it what his strengths are weaknesses all that good stuff oh and by the way if you really wanted to you could watch these episodes live through our patreon as well like we have a couple people doing right now here today we love you we appreciate you we hope you join us next week when we talk about series five and we'll actually have more to talk about in terms of the uh fallout of this ota and maybe uh we'll be able to definitively say you know, Lockjaw's is actually in B. Maybe Darkhawk drops from S to A. You know who knows? But we'll anything's possible. But we'll see you next week. Keep on snapping. Bye bye. Can't stop snapping is a podcast hosted and produced by Bradsifer and Teddy Ninja originally created by Michael Thurman.